about this. You've never been at this exact moment in this exact place as this exact version of yourself before. Whoa. I'm Bron Carley. And I'm Cindy Harville. We believe that when we approach the journey of life with curiosity, joy, and a desire to grow, we can have a powerfully positive impact on the world around us. Join us for conversations and explorations that will change your perspective, shift your mindset, and inspire you to get out there and spread the good stuff. Spread that good stuff. Hey everyone, today we're speaking with Dave Holland. He's a world percussionist, music educator, and facilitator, essentially spreading the good stuff in the world through music. I'll give you a full introduction in just a minute, but just want to remind you that this awesome episode is brought to you by the Good Stuff Network. Spreading the good stuff is truly about using your skills and knowledge to make a positive impact in the world. And when you know how to attract the good stuff to you, it's much easier to spread it outward. Roncar and I are doing a live, free, virtual workshop every month. It's called How to Be a Magnet for Good Stuff, and you're invited. Visit go.spreadthegoodstuff.com to learn more. Woohoo! And now, <laughs> let me... Woohoo! Yeah, see, he's already excited. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Dave. Dave Holland is a highly charged world percussionist, teaching artist, and drum circle facilitator. As founder of Beaten Path Rhythm Events... Dave spreads the message of community, teamwork, diversity, and environmental awareness through drum circles and interactive performances. Dave's world travels include Cuba, West Africa, Brazil, Italy, Spain, Australia, Japan, Russia, and Turkey. Wow. Yes. As author of three books on rhythm facilitation in the classroom and community settings, Dave has presented at the National Drum Circle Facilitator Conference, the International Orf Schulwerk Conference, the International Percussive Arts Conference, and numerous statewide music educator conferences across the U.S. Welcome, Dave. Yeah. Wow. Boy, I tell you, that that sounds so impressive. (laughs) Especially when read by you. Hey, friends, it's great to see you. So, my man, we came together and I, 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 I learned about you through the drum facilitation world. And a good friend, Sam Rogers, connected us. And um, go, Sam. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Talk about somebody out there putting the good stuff in the world. Huh? Yeah, good human. We'll have to have him on a, a future episode. I just talked to him. We were in Salt Lake City, actually, for an event uh, recently. But um, anyway, so you have you have been facilitating. You have, you have facilitated for massive audiences, tiny audiences, everything in between. You truly bring like rhythm into the hearts and the heads of everyone and bring it out of everyone. And you do amazing work. What got you into drum facilitation? Wow. You know, where, where, where do you want to, where do you want to start? I mean, I, I think I remember leading shows and programs as a kid in my backyard and gathering all the kids around to put on presentations and build costumes and create circuses. And so it's possible, you know, we could say that I've been kind of facilitating people getting together to to make something happen uh, since I I can remember in in the backyard in Netford Township, New Jersey. And then, of course, uh, our society back then tells you that you have to go and become a performer. You know, you know, get the chops and the skills and and perform. But I always felt there was something missing because, you know, people, you know, the, the, the band is here and the audience is there. And 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 I thought, you know, they, they want to play, too. And, and when I 
started playing around with getting other people to play along or clap along, um, it, something changed. Uh, the, the, the entire dynamic of the experience starts to shift and these lines start to get blurred. And, and that's always excited me as a performer. And so even in the middle of a drum solo where you're supposed to be the guy, you know, playing all the fast fills, I always love this notion of ga, 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 ga. And wait, and for a minute, people go, what are you doing? <laughs> and even the band leader's like, oh, what, what are you doing? You're supposed to be playing fast notes. I said, no, no, I, I, I want to do some interactive stuff. And then I sort of per pursued this performance uh, path and then ran across, um, I was at a, the club and somebody said, man, you're sort of facilitating on stage. Did you know that? And, and have you met Arthur Hall? And so when I, when I recognized, you know, that, okay, there's somebody out there actually doing this. And by that point, Arthur was already sitting to do workshops on drum circle facilitation. By that time, I had been exposed uh, to the drum circle world, the world percussion uh, experience, and I was starting to make that shift in my performance consciousness, playing more world percussion. And then I then I took off and and uh, met Arthur, took a, a couple of trainings and workshops. And so Arthur is kind of giving credit as the uh, sort of the godfather. I think he calls himself the midwife of, of the drum circle world. And so that's how that whole thing started. So I think I already had the bug. And then when I showed up at the workshop, play shop, I was doing things that were natural to me anyway. And I just found my, my, my path in, uh, in swimming in that, uh, in those waters. That's amazing, brother. Is there, is there one, so it sounds like there was, this desire as at the core of everything you're doing to unite people together through this language of rhythm. And you figured out how to do it by using the context of a live performance to actually not just perform for people, but to create a moment with them. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, we, we, we talk about, well, what, what, what brings you joy? What brings you purpose? What brings you meaning? And for me, it's always been connections, but connections through rhythm, because I think that that's something that, uh, you know, I was asked recently, well, what do you want the rest of the world to know about rhythm? And, and it is that you got it and you can express it and you can share it with others. And so for me, the facilitation world, uh, it does that. And, uh, you know, I, and I work with some great musicians and I'm starting to see more and more this, this notion of facilitation creeping into performance. And I, I, I just, I just love it. I, I, some of the guys don't even know what they call it, but they know that if they can get something happening, this relationship, this communication between the dialogue between the audience and the band, that's when things start to really shift, uh, energetically. So yeah, yeah, well, yeah. it's a big, fun. Yeah. I think people want to be a part of something, not just an observer. Like we don't just want to watch, we want to be included. And, and then when we leave that experience, it isn't, it's less like, Whoa, those guys were so amazing. And more like, wow, I felt like I was part of something. Right. And that's so powerful. And for the, for the listeners out there, what Dave's saying here is, um, no matter who you are, where you are, you got it. You got the rhythm. And my man, I got a question for you. Have you, is there such a thing? And I have a belief about this and a good bit of data back. Is there such a thing as a non-musical, non-rhythmical being? Absolutely not. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go on record there. 
what I will say that there is, is a, a, a being that has not identified themselves uh, as rhythmic, uh, someone who has not uh, had that early rhythmic capacity developed. Uh, and so they don't have the, their narrative has been for so long, I can't play. And we run into them every single day in our work. I can't play. I can't play. Oh, he's the musician. I'm not the musician. And you know what they say, what comes out of your mouth comes into your life. And if, as long as you keep saying, I can't do it, I can't do it. Ah, ah, my, my, my sister, she's the musician. Then, then of course that will become a reality. So if we've got, man, everything about us is rhythmic. And, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a metaphor that's overused, quite frankly, sometimes in, in terms of we got the heartbeat and the heartbeat gives us the capacity, but it's, but there's truth to that. Uh, every, everything in our, in our body is vibrating. We wouldn't be here if we didn't have rhythm and if we didn't help to, or create a, a, a rhythm within our life. If, if, you're, if your life is sort of chaotic, it's because you haven't found the flow, you haven't found the, the, the rhythm, and we are most functional human beings in our relationships, in our work, in our play life, when we find that groove, when we find that rhythm with others' schedules, whatever it happens to be. So uh, I'm going to go on record and, and, and say that everyone uh, has the capacity to feel uh, to, and, and then to express rhythm. Yes. I love it, brother. We share the same philosophy. I didn't know if we were going to go, go at odds on this one. Or not. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 bro. We're, 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 kindred, we're kindred spirits here. So, um, and one line that you just said that I really love, and I haven't heard it framed in this particular way, what comes out of your mouth comes into your life. And that's powerful because that's the self-talk, that's the internal dialogue. And as we speak that outward, then it reflects back to us. How powerful is that line? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I remind kids all the time, you know, the person that you talk to the most in life is yourself and you got to be careful about what what you say to yourself and uh and and we you know we can either drag along the good stuff or we can drag along the bad stuff what we how how we remember and how we choose to frame our experiences in the past you know learning from the past but not living in it uh we live in this moment what we experience this moment what we bring to this moment and i think that's what i love about playing uh, rhythm is is that first of all the drum doesn't lie if if you put negative stuff into the drum it's going to tell you and and you can only play one note at a time and so i think it's a wonderful for kids it's it's fun to say you know how many notes can you play at a time or uh, only one guess what that's how many moments you can live at one time. And so, yeah, we're, we're kind of diving deep quickly, but, but that's exactly it. And, and so I think this being consciously connected to your rhythm and how it interacts with the rhythms of, of others is what I find so exciting about uh, this work, both as performing and playing, and I do a good share of that, but also in bringing these experiences to, uh, to other folks, whether it's a gathering of 20 or 30, like I did last uh, weekend to celebrate Passover, or whether I'm performing in front of an entire school virtually like I did this week, it doesn't matter. It, 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 what matters is that you're speaking to, uh, connecting with one person at a time through the power of rhythm. And that's, boy, I tell you, that's what gets me up uh, every single day. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. And and you, I'm really curious because you perform for thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. You facilitate huge workshops and experiences, uh, small ones, everything in between. How so you're you're outputting a lot uh, through your performance and facilitation uh, work. How do you take care of yourself? How what what fills Dave up? How do you how do you manage your energy level, which is which is at a 10 every time I enter? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know how you can possibly identify with that. <laughs> I mean, I, you're, you're so low energy. How do you? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, this is something that you and I can certainly share and we have shared uh, certainly in personal conversations. And it's a daily thing. And if we, if we want to go back and, you know, sort of process the last couple of years, I can promise you that I didn't do as well as I could have in uh, on many occasions. But the, the simple answer is to stay connected in the moment and, and to be looking at, well, what can I do? Be, find peace in the moment. Uh, when it comes to the daily habits and routines, I, I, I get up and go straight down to the yoga mat every single day um, without fail. I connect with my family every day. I connect with, uh, I've got a great five-year-old German shepherd and, and he doesn't, you know, he, he sees the world as just one big, you know, dog park and, and sort of see things through his eyes is every day is, is a lot of fun. We were out on a big walk today and, you know, and, uh, and it, I just, I just love to, just to put myself in in new environments. Hey, recently I I, I started dabbling into the uh, the, the sport uh, of sailing, and boy, that's just fantastic. And being on the water, being in nature, these things help to recharge my batteries. But then you know to do the work. I was talking with some friends. Uh, we were on a, on a wedding gig, and there are wedding bands all over the world every single weekend. You know performing that very, very important role of getting, bringing celebration to that, that once in a lifetime experience. And, and it's like, wow, look at what we get to do for a living. And, and, uh, and I happen to be around some great folks that always have great positive mental attitudes. And, and, and if you're doing something you really love, right, you'll never work a day in your life. And so when I'm, there's a lot of work to it. And, and I don't have to remind you of that. There's a lot of logistics and, and anytime I'm setting up a virtual, there's a lot of, you know, nerves because you know, some of it's real hocus pocus <laughs> still to me. Like, wow, that really happened. That's cool. But I, I think just being connected to that and, and seeing even on a screen, seeing kids jump or seeing kids play on their desk, that just brings me such such joy and, um, and, and, and meaning. And that's what gets me going to bed with a smile on my face. And, oh, and, and by the way, I, I, I should uh, certainly acknowledge that, uh, charging the batteries has to do with great, great networks and great connections. And, and there you are sitting next to one of your biggest influences and positivity goddesses. And I've got one in my life. If it weren't for Jennifer, I don't know how, how I would have made it through the last uh, couple of years, but I've got great mentors. I've got great friends. Uh, you know, I've, I've got just a, a great network. And, and when things get, you know, a little low in energy, I can always give them a, a, a call, but I, I love to see the, the, the possibility and so all of those things come together into a, a great big uh, you know, bucket of, of battery recharge for me uh, every day. And that's not to say that every day is not, you know, roses, but uh, but those are the things that I always go back to and uh, and, and, and try to fill my cup up with. 
So it sounds like the work itself energizes you in a sense. And then in addition to that, which is amazing, like you mentioned, you know, uh, you know, if you're, if you're in that passion on purpose, you know, and, and that is your work, you never work a day in your life, but it also sounds like, you know, you mentioned yoga, family, your dog, you know, the, 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 the world is a dog park. I love that. Um, you know, your lifelong learning and approach with sailing, uh, nature, water, rejuvenation time. Um, there's a lot inside of that and a really nice balance with all those different kind of realms there of like flexibility and physical well-being and, you know, who you're surrounding yourself with and the types of people you're around and animals, you know, and they they reflect that energy back and they project that energy to you and you reflect it back. And so um, it sounds like you're it's it's a really nice balance of all of those elements and making sure that there is a deliberateness and a consistency um, to those. Do, do you have anything to jump in on? I just, I feel like I haven't held space for you because I'm so I feel excited. Like you guys could just talk and talk and talk for hours. We ain't, got, we ain't got nothing to talk about. What are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, if you don't mind shifting gears a little bit, yeah. I wanted to ask you, Dave, about um, your upcoming kids book that you have, because I am a I have a personal fondness in my heart for kids' books, illustrations, stories, and I just want to hear a little bit from you about this book. Yeah, you know, and, and, and it's a wonderful segue, actually. It's not as big of a diversion as you may think. Uh, one of the people in my life that provides uh, a lot of inspiration is is my just amazing daughter, Sage. Uh, I call her Adalina. Uh, when we did, went to Italy, you know, Sage is a hard name for, for an Italian we, when we took our first trip to Italy. And I said, I sat her down on the front step and I said, you know, Sage is going to be difficult for an Italian because if they translate it, you're going to be, you know, salvia, which is a little weird. And, and of course, it, calling people plants and herbs is a little strange. If they pronounce it the way it's spelled, it, they're going to say you're going to be called sage. And she said, well, I don't want to be called sage. And I said, well, what if we take your first name, Adeline, and make it Italian, Adelina? And she, her eyes lit up. She said, you mean I could be Princess Adelina? So, so she is my princess and she was the inspiration for this kid's book. You know, as, as when you're taking a kid to school and you're you know, letting them off in the world, I don't know how you are as a parent, but I'm always trying to you know, put good stuff into their heads and, and process things and say, you know, you know what happened yesterday? What do we do something different today? And, and so all these little lessons and little, little tidbits, right? And so I had this idea of including these into a book. And my daughter's favorite animal happens to be a llama. And, but I wanted this llama to be, be different. So, so, so the book is called The Llama Who Rocks in Her Polka Dot Socks. And every day, Lulu, the llama, she takes off into the world. And she takes good vibes and good energy and good positive um, actions, words uh, into every aspect of her life. And she wears a different color polka dot sock every day of the week. So I don't remember exactly which day she wears which, but uh, but let's say she wears uh, red when she work, rocks it at the school, and then and on Tuesday green when she rocks it at the gym, and and so you, you get the message. So every day she's she's volunteering, she's coming home and helping mom with dinner. Each day she wears a different color and she rocks a different aspect of her world, 
And then on Saturday, she puts on a multicolor pair and she hosts a drum circle. So Lulu is a drum circle facilitator. She invites all her drums into the backyard and they have a big jam. And so there's this wonderful, you know, sort of introduction of social emotional learning and things that, you know, that you really want to, to, um, to instill in your kids, but then you also want to make sure that they have fun, right? And, and sometimes my, my, my daughter would say, okay, daddy, I, I got, it. I've heard that lesson once. And so on Saturday, Lulu has fun and she brings her friends around. And so it's also a bit of a music education book because Lulu, of course, her drum circle has blocks and bells and shakers and drums, all of the, the timbres that we use in a uh, in a community drum circle that I employ and uh, and and then they have a they have a dance party and then of course they all break out in song so it's a great big celebration and then of course on Sunday can you guess Lulu goes barefoot and that's when Lulu <laughs> takes a break right and 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 Lulu hits the lake with her hammock and that's when she reads she reflects she ponders she dreams and then you know as is we all should do on Sunday in a hammock in nature. Lulu yeah. takes a nap. She she yeah. takes a nap, and and so it's sort of sort of full circle uh, in terms of really getting out there on Monday, really making it happen. But make sure you take time to celebrate, and make sure you take time to 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 create community with your friends. But then also Sunday or you know Saturday, sometime is just just. <sighs> And, and then recharge those batteries. And so that's what Lulu does. But then Lulu uh, offers an invitation to the reader. Now that you've seen how Lulu rocks, how do you rock yes. in your polka dot socks? So, so you're bringing there, there's there's a uh, there there's the sort of the the the, the rap. I, I hope I didn't spoil it for folks who are looking. At- <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. I love it. And so it sounds like you're bringing it back to your core message. I mean, oh, yeah. of the drum facilitation. I mean, that's what it is. You know, it's like I mean, literally facilitating in the yard, and then you know, but then it, it's 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 now creating that experience through a different medium. You know, you do it through drum facilitation, and here you're doing it through you know, lyrics, words, and pictures in a book. And it's kind of the same thing, just a different medium, which is what I love. And also I see a merchandise line of socks <laughs> coming out next. Oh, don't, don't, don't think we haven't done that brainstorm. Oh yeah. But, but you know, I, schools seem to be very excited about it. And I don't know if I've shared the story anywhere else, but this is, it's really, really important that if you've got a dream, you've got a vision that you don't let hurdles or obstacles. When I when I came out with this book, I did read it to, to several media specialists, librarians, because I do a lot of work in libraries over the summer. And so I, I asked some friends in the library world if they'd listen to it. And I don't know why I didn't just accept their positive vibes, but I guess I felt I needed a, you know, sort of a, a real professional uh, opinion. So I sent it to New York to a literary guide and paid a lot of money. And she absolutely hated it. I mean, she... the I'm talk about the llama market is saturated and the rhythm scheme does it work and 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 what does this word facilitate you can't use that in a book because kids won't understand it and and I mean she just tore it apart so literally I put it on the shelf and thought well I guess I'm not going to be a uh, children's book author and then I was in a school doing a residency and it was actually for Young Authors Week because I do a storytelling program using some folk tales and some of my own adaptations 
And the, it was the media specialist in the librarian who said, you know, Dave, you, you're so good with kids and you've got great stories. Have you ever thought about writing a kid's book? And I said, you know, it's funny you should mention that. And so I shared with them the story and they said, would you like a second opinion? And no sentence has ever been a greater catalyst than would you like a second opinion? And so I think that anyone out there that's running into roadblocks, I, I go find a second opinion mm. be, be, because, or, you know, or if you, if you have doubts or if you have misgivings, uh, always get a second opinion because that's what I did. And these two, it was a literary consultant with, with lots of experience in the business aspect. And then for, you know, sort of sharing these books, actually three or four of them, uh, but I, I read two of them. And the, the Lulu Lama Who Rocks in Her Polka Dot Socks was one of them. And by the time I finished reading it, they, they had tears in their eyes because they saw the potential, not from a marketing strategy, not from a business strategy, but through the eyes of a kindergartner, through the eyes of a first grader, through the eyes of a music teacher that wants to provide uh, not only education, but inspiration to young readers. Yeah. And so that sort of recharged my batteries again. And I got back in to getting it in front of kids. I, I, I took all of the challenges and, and I tested them and they all tested every one of them. And, and, but I, I needed to have that, that extra nudge from people really on the ground. And so, so that's, that's the story. Uh, always get a second opinion. And so now I've, I'm so excited about it. And we're, we're moving through the final stages. I've been seeing some color renderings. Everything's all scripted out, mapped out. We've got the, the layout. Uh, we're, we're hoping that it'll be ready for, for a, a fall, early fall launch and, and getting it into not only into schools through the, the like you said, the, the, the book, but yeah. doing programs around the book and getting kids, giving them the experience of playing in the drum circle like they're reading uh, the, the experience that Lulu is providing for her, her community and empowering them to host their own drum circles. Well, you know, I, I love that story so much. And, uh, you know, for all the listeners out there, it's always get a second opinion. That's a really great line. And another thing that, that I identified there with, you know, overcoming these roadblocks, you know, or, or adversities and, and whatnot is really the fact that, you know, I think so often in life and certainly in music, and I know you've experienced this as well as a facilitator, so many people give their power away to an authoritative figure like a high level editor or a, you know, you know, some high level professor or something like this. And at the end of the day, people are just people. And so I've talked to so many people in the musical realm that, that are like, oh yeah, I had a, a teacher when I took singing lessons and I was a kid and they told me I, I couldn't sing. And then they are like destroyed for life and they never go back to it. It's like, whoa, 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 we got to undo that because you're giving all of your ownership of your voice and your power away to this person. And you have no idea what kind of day that person's having or what kind of life that person has, but you know, backstage, it's just like, but we tend to give our power away so often to other people. And this story is so cool because here you had given your power away to this person. Oh, yeah. And suddenly this person's opinion ruled you. And then you're like, wait a second. But I've got all these other people who are like, this is epic, bro. Like, you've got to do this. The kids need this. Oh, yeah. We need this, you know? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Now, and, 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 and I, there are some things I have actually had the audience, you know, had the, uh, the pleasure of sharing it with some literary consultants, coaches, folks that are actually in the nuts and bolts of early literacy development. And I knew that there were some obvious ones, you know, there's days of the week and colors and things like that and, and some alliteration and whatnot. But uh, <laughs> they, we read it and they, they were very, very quiet. And I thought, oh, no, <laughs> that's never good. But then they said, could you read it again? And do you mind if we stop you? And like every other sentence, they stopped and said, did you know that there is a sample of that, an example of this? And this is what we teach in first grade. And this is what we teach in Aerolithicata. And, and they had so much fun sort of uncovering even the, the goodies that I didn't see from the eyes of a, a literacy coach. And so I, I, there, it seems to be resonating with folks in that world but also in, in the music education world, uh, also in the character ed world. So I think it's, uh, it's clobbering a lot of things. But you said, I mean, that's kind of where, that's where I, I live. And, and I, I know that you and I are both big believers in, in this uh, Simon Sinek concept of starting with the why. What's your intention? What's your purpose? And every single drum circle event or every single interactive performance has uh, a, an, an intention. If we can get folks into that and, and experience it, uh, yeah, I mean, so this this book is just a reflection of everything that I believe. You know, you, you know, they say nuts don't fall far from the tree, and as my daughter often reminds me, there are lots of nuts in my family. <laughs> <laughs> what is the why here, brother? I'm curious. Like, what is it about? Like, really, you know, like like why is community drumming uh, so important to you and to the world? Landing on the same place at the same time without regard to the things that we see that separate us. If we can create the connection beyond the obvious things that divide us. Did you show up in the drum circle in a Mercedes or in a 1973 VW Bug? The drum circle doesn't care. Did, did, did you attend, you know, a, a really, really prestigious university or did you graduate from a tech school? The drum circle doesn't care <laughs> and the rhythm doesn't care. What the rhythm cares is, are you showing up in with something to to provide and, and to contribute? And everyone's got something to contribute, regardless of the things that we see on the outside. It doesn't, the drum doesn't care whether I'm white or black or rich or famous or, you know, the drum doesn't care and, and that experience doesn't care. And so I think what really uh, excites me about that is that we, we all show up and we show up with, you know, all of our mess ups and all of our problems, but we leave those behind. We walk into the drum circle and we have one common purpose and that's to make something really cool happen. And the fun thing about a drum circle experience and to an extent, uh, a, an interactive rhythm performance has the same unknown is you never know what it's gonna sound like. You never know what it's gonna feel like. But I've seen the transformational power of interactive rhythm making, drumming, uh, so many times that I'm convinced that if we can just get folks to be there, right? And it, it be, <laughs> don't worry about what you got. <laughs> don't worry about what you, what you look like. Don't worry about it, but, but be in the moment. And I think that for me is, is, is the, is, is the good stuff.
That is, brother. That is. And that is not humans doing. It is humans being. And it is being in that present moment and really receiving the gift of the present. Yep. Right. Giving the gift of the present, receiving the gift of the present. And there's it's it's just present time right now. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I know that you, you and I are big, big um, believers in conscious connection and this is what music does, right? You know, like I say, you can only be in the, in that one moment and music puts you in the moment and it's the, it's the only place you, it's the only place you really should be. Uh, unfortunately in our minds, we often spend our lives in the past or in the future, but I think music does this, stepping does this, walking, uh, gets us right in, into the moment. And so it's a, it's a huge, Huge message for kids, but also for the kid in all of us, regardless of whether we're eight or 98. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And now tell me a little bit um, more here, because we've talked about how you you do live facilitation for kids, for adults as well. I know you connect with eight to 98, as you said, um, you know, and the, the power of being in that present moment, we talked about you, you know, your why and how it unites people, brings them together right here, right now. It doesn't judge. It doesn't care. Rhythm doesn't care about all that stuff, uh, your ethnicity or your class or any of that. You also talked about, you know, using this medium of, you know, writing a book and having illustrations and words through that and the power of that. Um, you know, I'm really curious here. Uh, to kind of see like you also get in the recording studio and you have albums and music as well. And, and can you tell us a little bit about those albums, why you've created that music and also then where people can connect with that? Sure. Uh, you know, I haven't really recorded uh, anything in certainly not in the kids world and, and a, and a, several years, but I, I, again, in, in the, in the spirit of sharing some ideas and sharing some good messages and a lot of the songs in those early uh, kids albums are, uh, are inspired through my relationship with, with my daughter. Yeah. Uh, Sage has just provided so much great material. Uh, and, and I just love being a daddy. And I know that it, you, you, you and Cindy, you both really enjoy this, this, you know, this experience of being a parent. And I think there's a wonderful gift to bring to the world, to, to to send somebody else out in the world. And boy, I tell you what, I don't take all the credit for sure, but uh, but but it's great to see her uh, now at 20 years, it's been 20 years. And and she's actually, it's her fault for me getting into this whole world. I, <laughs> I, and I blame her every day. <laughs> no, when I had, when I had Sage, I, um, I was in the corporate world and of course, boy, talk about full circle. I was in the television news business and I wish I had paid attention to more of what the engineers <laughs> were telling me back then, because it really would have paid off huge dividends in the, in the last couple of years. But, uh, but I was in the, in a corporate setting working an awful lot and being away from my home and my family and my daughter and an awful lot. So, so Sage is the experience of, of parenting Sage, bringing her up and, and then sort of this whole world. So I had these ideas of these, these songs. And, and of course, I love to play. And, and I love the idea of there being music with nothing but drums 
and mm. percussion mm. And, and, and vocals, of course. And so the drum and songs and jam alongs came about and that's, uh, that's, how, uh, that's how that whole album came out. And it's, it's just me and, and singing all the, all the tracks. I originally was going to have somebody else sing uh, all the tracks and the producer said, no, it's your album. You should sing it. So we did that. And, it, and it, it's, you know, it's, it's out there. Folks can find it on Spotify and uh, I think um, iTunes and, and other places. If you still have a CD player, yeah, <laughs> you, can right. actually, yeah, you can actually buy the CDs. Uh, all of my uh, family educational resources are available at interactiverhythm.com. So I think you may have mentioned Beaten Path Rhythm events. That's what started this whole thing about 20 years ago. Uh, I think I was starting to tell you that, you know, when Sage was born, I sort of launched off and started this whole, this company and this career. So it's been right at 20 years since I've been doing resources, programs, and, uh, and, and workshops for kids. And then, of course, you know, as you start to shake the tree, uh, I worked on a pecan orchard, you know, and, and, and you know, you can, you can get nuts by shaking a branch, but you get a lot more nuts by shaking the trunk. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so we, we didn't have the big trunk shakers, but, you know, the guys down the street did. So you know, we, I was picking them all old-fashioned way, just one nut at a time. And so I love this notion of, of getting, you know, lower and, 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 and shaking more of the tree so that, you know, the, 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 the kids... Yeah, and 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 the teachers, and then the community. So I started out with with uh, the the one world that I knew, which was working with kids in schools, and then I branched into providing resources for teachers because teachers will say, "Well, how did you do that? I'd like to do it in my classroom." Mm -hmm. And yeah. so so the um, so the 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 kids CDs were for the kids. By the way, talk about a daring uh, a, a daring proposition. I, I said I was trying to do music with all uh, all drums and percussion. The second album is Drumma by Baby, which is all lullabies with drums <laughs> and, yes. and, and percussion, and so that's out there as well. But uh, so the you know the, the the music for kids, and then the the resources that you mentioned in the introduction for yeah. music educators, and they've been used with by camp counselors and drum circle facilitators. Yeah. Uh, all, all over the world, um, people are finding these resources and adapting these games and, 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 and then, of course, programs for communities. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, so many people, I think, I think many of us can assume or tend to assume that rhythm is and, and, and drumming and things like that is a very stimulating uh, thing, but it can also be used for relaxation because it becomes that metronome, that tempo. And when we can slow the rhythm down, we as humans assimilate to that tempo and it can actually slow us down. And I'd love to hear some more from you about this. I know really quickly an interjection of one thing that Nico and I, my second son, uh, do together is he's Nico, the little red dragon, and he's very spirited. We call him the dragon. And every, uh, pretty much every night when I put him to bed, we do what we call vibrating skulls where we do hums together and we just hum and we literally just put our heads together and we just hum. And we start to hum and he's a very spirited dude as am I. And when we come together in that present moment with the hum, it slows us down and we get in sync and in rhythm together. And that is such a powerful nighttime routine that doesn't require any gear, any instruments, any fancy equipment, any 
external anything. It's just two beings coming together and humming. And I'd love to hear a little bit more from your perspective, uh, just philosophically or any experiences you have around the power of that slow rhythm to really relax as well. And maybe it's just a maturity thing, but I think eventually we start to pursue the things that we need the most. Yes. <laughs> right. And so for 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 me, for so many years, drumming was doom, you know, and and then you know, and I felt an internal need for something that I couldn't identify. And eventually, of course, you find the folks, the folks that will give you if you're open to it. And so Reinhard Fleischler with Takatina, uh, Glenn Velez with the drum with the drum work, because when I saw Glenn Velez playing, I, I saw fiery fingers. But then in workshops, a lot of the exercises are very slow, very breath, you know, breath work oriented. He incorporates a lot of uh, conical or sorkatu, uh, rhythm that's uh, vocalizations from the South Indian culture. And I thought, oh, my goodness, that's what I've been missing <laughs> is the other aspect, the slow uh, tempi, the, the, the drums that resonate longer. Right. And so when I started playing Bauran, yeah, if you're you can do fiery finger stuff, but you can also just let it breathe and just really be mindful. And I was in a I was in a wonderful lesson once uh, with Jamie Haddad and, and Jamie as wonderful, wonderful percussionist, uh, perhaps most recently uh, known for his work with uh, Paul Simon. And, and we were in a lesson and, and, and Jamie said, stop, <laughs> you're playing great. But, dude, check out the ballet of your fingers away from the drum. Mm-hmm. And slow that down. And what does that look like? And be consciously connected to what your hands are doing out here in space. And I thought, oh man, that just that just made me realize that all the things we do here to prepare for that, you know, that cruces and the anacrusis in music, all that stuff that we do over here, that's what has an impact on what happens here. And so the preparation that we do during the day or before the meeting or taking that time for ourselves or doing a walk before a big presentation, those are the things that matter. And so slowing things down helped to fill the void of of what I needed in my own playing and in my own rhythmic life. And so I do very similar at night. I often play something nice and slow, nice and low, do a little a little humming and mm-hmm. uh, and 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 that's that's been really. Uh, really, really helpful. And then uh, you you may be ready to help me with the segue. But as anything, I think as artists, when we find something that works for us, what do we want to do? As facilitators, we want to share it with other people. Yeah. yeah. And 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 so I've 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 been working in this uh, in this world of rhythm and relaxation uh, over the last couple of years, and starting to create a, a have created a program and a YouTube channel. You might need to put in a few words: rhythm, relax, Dave Holland. I don't know uh, to find it. Yeah. Uh, but it's something that I developed over the last couple of years, and the live programs that I've done have just been fantastic. And so it's taking the sound bath experience, we call it a sound bath with a beat, and taking the the sound bath experience that a lot of folks recognize and then supporting that sonic experience with slow, relaxing 
repetitive rhythms and allowing that to become a, a source of rhythmic meditation, if you will. I love that. I love that yeah, so much. Big fun. And, and before Come to Atlanta, let's do a rhythm relax session together. Friends. Yeah. 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 I got toys. And, and before I forget what I really love there as is a great reminder to all the listeners out there, whether, you know, you believe you're a musician or a, you know, drummer or not, it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant for everyday people to remember what you're doing in between the beats. What are you doing when you're not facilitating a meeting or on the call or doing the task? What are you doing in between those notes that you're playing, those beats that you're making? Because that, uh, that absence of doing is equally as important as the doing itself. And to remember to have those consciously have those key ingredients in your recipe of life so that you're rejuvenating yourself. You're taking time to recalibrate, re-energize, because that affects largely the way that you show up and make that music in life in whatever medium you, uh, you work in. So, so Dave, I got, uh, Okay. Amen, amen, brother. (laughs) Surely I got a tambourine here somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yay, yeah, yeah, yay, wisdom. Uh, You know, and and I and I I just got to say, listening to you um, talk. I mean, a a friend of mine says, "I'm, uh, I'm, I'm the." I'm, I'm the choir. You're the choir, and I'm just preaching. Uh, but your 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 words are so true, and I think that that folks need us, and they need this more than more than ever before. And and I just hear from friends that are that are hurting, and from family, I see families that are suffering, and I just want to give them a big old rhythm hug and just say, let's go drum together, and let's 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 recognize these spaces. There's if you start cramming so much into a groove, it just gets messy and it just gets noisy. And you got to have that space in rhythm. You got to have that space in music. You know, one of the things that was said uh, about Miles Davis and Thelonious Monk, some of the great jazz players, is they often said more in one note, perfectly placed, than some musicians said with all the notes that they ever played. And I think that that's really important. Find that one note. Find the space and put it right where it belongs. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Well, brother, um, I could definitely, and Cindy's just chilling over here. She's like, yeah, you guys just go. I'm in between the beats right now. <laughs> <laughs> Literally in between the beats. I you know. I, I, could, I, I feel like she, she needs a martini, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I could literally talk to you for days, and I have so many more questions that I want to ask you. Uh, but for the sake of timing, because we, we want to keep these light and tight to where people can consume it in a, in a single in a single swoop or session, um, we're going to ask you one more question here to wrap things up, uh, but definitely much more to come, much more to unpack here, much more to collaborate on. And just it's such a delight to vibe with you. There can be a part two. There, there can be a part two at some point. That's actually not a bad <laughs> idea at all. So. Um, but the, the, the last question that I want to ask you is, um, well, first, before I ask this question, tell us again, where we can find you as listeners here. We've, where can we find you? Yeah. If, if you search, 
uh, Dave Holland, <clears throat> Rhythm Facilitation World Percussion uh, on, on the social media platforms, you should find me. There are some other Dave Hollands that are floating around that are doing great work. But if you search Dave Holland and my company, Beaten Path, B-E-A-T-I-N-P-A-T-H, uh, Beaten Path Rhythm Events. That's where you'll find my community work. Uh, interactiverhythm.com is where most of my resources live. If you're a music educator or rhythm facilitator, you'll find those uh, resources on interactiverhythm.com. And if you're curious about bringing rhythm making into your corporate uh, setting or you know, team uh, fun team building experience than team rhythm programs. So I've got a few different uh, hats all under that, that big umbrella. Uh, and and the, the book, The Llama Who Rocks in Her Polka Dot Socks, will be available on interactiverhythm.com as, as, as well as other places where you find your, your media. So, uh, so track, track me down. Uh, I'm in the, uh, the Atlanta area. So you can find, if you go to the websites or the Facebook pages on Beaten Path or Interactive Rhythm, usually I'm, I'm trying to let folks know about some happenings that are going on uh, in at least this area. Yeah. And there, for was another question, there was another question there, but I, I went ahead and f- answered the last one first. Yeah. yeah. And there's, and there is one more question, but for those, everybody listening, just, you know, as you're feeling the inspiration here with Dave, you know, he has made a really phenomenal living doing what he loves to do and getting filled by that. Uh, regardless of how much output he's he's giving to people and to the world and making it a better place and spreading the good stuff, he's also receiving in that moment simultaneously. And I hope that everybody is, is inspired today to, you know, follow that thing, to get that second opinion, to, you know, push through or to work around or to expand oh, into, yeah. surrender with, whatever that is, but to to really prevail and follow your passion, you know, because um, here is a living, breathing human who, uh, who does that every day and brings out the best in others while spreading that good stuff. So Dave, the last question is, what is the legacy you want to leave behind on this planet? What is the legacy you want to leave behind on this planet? Boy, I tell you what, if anyone knows how to bring things full circle, it is Bronk Arley. (laughs) 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 Because I I can't help but feel that the answer to the last question is pretty much the answer to the first question. The the legacy is is to, well, to, to... Having left connections through interactive rhythm making, through little little gems, little little words of inspiration uh, to the kids that need it the most, and and I and I use that the word kid as as our inner child as well, and 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 to inspire others to to continue to share their their true essence, who they really are. And I, I tell you, you hit on it. We have just begun to tap into our artistic expression potential. The The woman that taught me this was my mother. She was a server her entire life. She, uh, in terms of service-oriented, she was a nurse. She was a teacher. Uh, she was later in life a, a pastor, always in service, but always tapping into her her capacity for artistic expression. She played piano, she sung, 
uh, in, in Shanghai choirs. And then uh, I, I remember her sitting down every single October and hand painting every single Christmas card. And so I, I, if I can provide any inspiration to anyone is that to, to be creative, you are creative and you have the, the capacity to share that with others, to fill your life with the creative uh, beauty, uh, joy, uh, and yes, you know, sometimes when we pick up an instrument, we don't play what we think we're going to play. And sometimes when I, when I'm sitting in with a band, sometimes it gets a little messy. Uh, but to, to, to be hopeful and, and believe that, that the only way that musicians become really great is through making an awful lot of mistakes. The only way that you get to the good stuff is to walk through some mud and you're gonna do it. And, and if there's anything that I can leave behind, it's that message that you have way more inside of you than you think you do. So stop thinking, start playing, start drumming, start exploring, start creating, start connecting and, and get out there and do it. it it, it, it will change your life. It will change your frequency. It'll change the vibration of your experience, your family dynamic, your workplace, your dynamic, your community. And eventually, how do we change the world? One beautiful interaction at a time, filled with conscious connection, filled with joy, rhythm, sharing. Uh, and and, and let's, let's get out there and, hey, do it together. Oh, Dave Holland, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, mic drop, yeah. bam! <laughs> oh, I, 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 why, why do a mic drop when you can do a a drum a drum roll? Yeah, um, I love it. I love you know, it. And, and I and I just gotta say, uh, you know, my mom was a pastor. She always thought that I, I should have been a preacher. And I, I said, you know, mom, I, I, I'm out there preaching. I promise you. <laughs> uh, maybe not the gospel that she preached, but I, but I believe that there are some universal truths that we all can tap into. And, and we're just beginning to, to, to scratch the surface. The world needs it. And, and I just want to close by honoring the work that the two of you are doing and letting folks know to find out more about you. If you just sort of landed on this thing, find out more about these two uh, incredible humans. And I honor you uh, in all, with all of the great energy and uh, good stuff that you're putting out in the world. Uh, here's to more of it in the future. Yes, here's to more good stuff. Spread. Come on. With it. Yeah. All Go. right. Folks, <laughs> make sure to check out Dave Holland. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Way to sum it up. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Spread the Good Stuff podcast. If you like what you're hearing, then join our community at spreadthegoodstuff.com forward slash community. In addition to this podcast, the Good Stuff Network puts on group programs, live events, and retreats, all infused with music, meditations, laughter, and real authentic connections with amazing human beings. If you got some value today, do us a favor and spread the good stuff by sharing this podcast with your friends and family. Spread that good stuff.